0: hello everybody welcome to van life and chill the podcast my name is forrest stevens and today i'm talking with jen and karen of a planet to roam on instagram and we talk about how they converted a van with really no real experience and we also talk about some of the unexpected challenges that they faced and some of the challenges that go untalked about Uh, they also tell some really fun and interesting stories about their trip out to the east coast of canada and i really hope that you enjoy this episode
1: i'm jen and i'm karen and we met actually going on a field course to costa rica and university and now we this summer we finished converting a ram ProMaster 2500 into our little tiny home on wheels we traveled all of the atlantic provinces Came back for some work stuff, acquired two kittens, and now hopefully soon we'll be heading out west with them. <laughs> yeah.
0: Tell me a little bit about your van life experience and uh, and just like kind of have you lived in your van for a while or, or uh, what's your situation like?
1: Initially, we thought that we would actually be backpacking and then the pandemic hit and everything shut down and we decided... <laughs> We need to change our plans. And van life was something that I was interested in the future and looking into. And then I decided, I guess now now the universe is telling us this is the time to start doing this. So I mentioned it to Karen. She said, no way. (laughs) I can't live in such a small spot. And I'm like, no, trust me. I'll show you online. I think you'll love it. And she did, she ended up being, I think, more obsessed with it than I was. Yeah, <laughs> like watching so many videos is ridiculous. Yeah, and then, so we started building during the pandemic, which was its own struggle. Uh, wood prices were definitely very high. <laughs> yeah, And then we finished converting it this summer and then headed out straight on the road, headed out east to the Atlantic provinces. And we traveled full-time for about like a month and a half and then came back to Ontario for work-related reasons. And that's when we got our cats. And then hopefully now in the spring, we'll be heading out west.
0: Nice. Okay. So what is your actual build like? Uh, maybe walk me through a little bit of the design and some of the components that you've put inside of
1: it. So in the back area towards the back doors is our bed underneath the storage and our electrical system. And then as you make your way towards the middle of the van, we have our seating area where we Which are sure, right now. Right now yeah. And we have a pullout table that comes out from the bed. So that's what the computer is on right now. And then to our left right here would be more of like our kitchen setup. So we have our propane and we have like our dishes and all of that. And our little stovetop on top above us would be our uh, toiletries in this one, the cupboard right above us and the cupboards beside that would be more food. And then on the opposite side, we have our clothing all on cupboards up on the top. And then beside that seat we have our water system so we have our sink and our water tanks and a little cleaning cupboard and then the storage underneath the seats this one has our heater as well as an extra storage just for random things the seat across from us has a composting toilet and then i For my request, we have a little closet right behind the driver's seat. Yeah. She said, make me a closet, make it happen. I said, I don't know how I'm going to do that, (laughs) but it
2: happened.
0: Nice. Uh, What do you, what is your heater?
2: Uh, We have a Propex HS 200. We were doing propane. So we thought for our stove. So we're like, we might as well just run our heater off of that as well.
0: Nice. And what is your electrical system like?
2: Uh, We have, I wrote it down because I knew you were going to be asking this. (laughs) Uh, So we have two 6-volt, 275-amp-hour AGM batteries. And then uh, we have two solar panels on the roof that are 160 watts. And we have an inverter that's a 2,000-watt inverter. And then uh, we have a DC-DC charger, 40-amp. It's a smaller battery uh, power than a lot of people have, but we find we don't use, we're not like charging things constantly. We're more just like outside of the van and just chilling rather than like recording a bunch of stuff. So
0: yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Everybody has different power needs. Um, So why did you guys go the uh, DIY route instead of the buying something that was already pre-built?
1: One is price. (laughs) It was a lot cheaper for us. To DIY it ourselves and also we were kind of specific on how we wanted the layout mm-hmm. and how we wanted everything to look and as well as we also just like knowing exactly what's in here and exactly what was made mm-hmm. And it really gave us something to do while everything was locked down. (laughs) So we were very busy while everyone was just sitting on their couches. So it seemed just win, win, win to do it ourselves. And
0: what was that process like of actually building out a van? Like, did you, either of you have experience with that or, or did you get any help with it? um what kind of challenges did you face during that build
2: we didn't really have any experience going into it all like I know how to use like some tools but like I haven't really built anything and you haven't really
1: either I had no experience (laughs) at all but I guess (laughs) just positivity I was like yeah we can do this so we went into it completely blind we researched I don't even Um, know how many hours we spent researching and then it was kind of just a lot of trial and error and hoping for the best (laughs) Mm -hmm. um it definitely when we first got the van we were extremely excited and then we kind of got overwhelmed it took a couple weeks before we actually started doing anything and then i felt like it kind of went in like a pattern of feeling overwhelmed And then being like, oh yeah, we got this. This is going on. This is going to work. And then feeling overwhelmed again. So there was definitely a lot of hiccups, but luckily we were the the way that our personalities work is that when I was stressed out, she was calm. And then when she was stressed out, I was calm. So it ended up being in our favor (laughs) (laughs) that way. But yes, it was very stressful, but. It was
2: also very challenging building itself, but, uh, I like, I really enjoyed learning, um, how to do like you learn plumbing you learn electrical you learn like carpentry skills sort of thing and i really had fun doing that and i'm like maybe this is something i want to do like in the future too just like hands-on work so i'm yeah. glad that i did it
1: too and then our electrical system we actually who we were getting our solar panels from he was a huge help and so he we would send him our electrical plan and he would say okay yeah i think this would be like the product that would go best with it and help us sort he kind of just helped with like
2: figuring out the perfect layout too for it but yeah I think all the actual like physical labor we did ourselves yeah so we're really proud about that
0: yeah that's really cool that's that's uh it's quite a feat building out a van that you can live in I, I'm curious to hear like uh, what do you think that you've learned from building out the van uh either about yourself or maybe about the the build process and things that you might do differently in the future if you were to build another one
2: I think we we're really happy with our layout. So I don't think we would change any of that, except now that we have the cats, I wish we had somehow figured out a way to put the litter box under the bed (laughs) rather than just in uh, our living area. But um, other than that, I'm super happy about that.
1: Yeah, Um, I am obsessed with our build. Sometimes I just sit in the front seat and kind of yell, I love this van. (laughs) So I think that aspect, we wouldn't really change anything. But as per what we learned, it was a lot, it was a big learning journey. I was realizing how fear-based a lot of my mindset was for things in my life. So it was a big change for all aspects of my life of really understanding like that fear-based thinking and pushing past that and taking the risks anyway. And it also, I guess it, it made our bond stronger as well because we were really relying on each other yeah. for a lot of things. Mm-hmm. So those were some of the things I personally learned. <laughs> I just learned how to build stuff.
0: (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what, what initially inspired you to get into van life? Um, in the first place,
2: you were more into it. Like you were my inspiration for getting into it. So what got you into it?
1: So mine, I growing up with our family, like we did travel a bit, so I always loved that. And I can remember in grade two, a teacher asking me what I liked. And my answer was animals and traveling and is the exact same. <laughs> my career path is with animals and conservation and I love traveling. <laughs> so, once I graduated high school and realized that I could travel on my own now that I could make the decisions, I ended up going backpacking a bit and going to university. And so that kind of a lifestyle that wasn't the traditional one of just going to school, getting a job, getting a house and staying in one location for a long period, it really did not resonate with me and it was not something that I was aspiring to. So, I was always interested in learning about alternative lifestyles. And then I came across van life, I think on the first time on YouTube. And I believe some of the first videos I watched were from different media. And I was like, oh yeah, I could see myself doing this. This seems like something that would (laughs) fit very well into what I want with my life. And so, but I thought it would be something in the future because I thought that I was gonna be going backpacking first. And then, like I said, the pandemic hit and I had to rearrange a couple of my plans and ended up working out very well for us to be doing this right now. And
0: what is it about travel that you enjoy? Because uh, it's uh, you know van life is one thing, but to use it as a means of travel is a, is another. So what is it about travel that you enjoy?
1: Well, number one, I will. I guess once we're in Canada, it's not so much big cultural differences, but there are slight differences between the provinces, and. I feel like just being able to go outdoors and see all that, that there is, I feel like my personality, I get like a little impatient and I just really wanna see and do everything. <laughs> so traveling really feels like I'm fulfilling that. I'm able to experience so much that this world has, because I don't know if I'd be able, and I don't know if I'll have the opportunity to do that once I'm older. So being able to take advantage of that right now, and I guess the freedom of it all, definitely during the pandemic and staying here for in one spot for so long, I, that's the longest I've been in one spot since high school, and I was feeling stifled and down, and it was really bad, actually, for my mental health. I was, this time last year, I was struggling, actually, pretty hard. So, I think the freedom of it and being able to make the choices, I love, I told my friends they thought I was very crazy, but I love not knowing where I'm going to be sleeping at night and being able to choose that location. So... (laughs) That, I guess, all of the aspects of that really appeal to me. And then the van lets us do that for such a cheaper rate than I would ever have been able to do across Canada otherwise. So I don't understand how someone can see all of Canada without really driving it. So this has really worked out being able to fulfill so many of my dreams and saving money. And we kind of have that comfort of a home feel everywhere that we go. Mm -hmm. And for me, traveling is... uh... I wasn't really into it as
2: a kid. It wasn't something that I was like, oh my gosh, I need to do that. But now as I got older, I was like, just, I want to see all the different like nature landscapes. I want to see all the different animals that I can see and doing this now. And we get to like drive through everything. I'm like, this is amazing. Like we went to Newfoundland and I was like, oh my gosh, these landscapes are breathtaking. Like, I think I would always just like have my jaw open. I'd be like, Jen, are you seeing this? This is crazy. (laughs) Like it's such beautiful landscapes. And that's what Probably my favorite part of traveling is the scenery.
1: Yeah, the scenery yeah. and the animals. Like mm-hmm. I said, like I, that's like a career path that I have aspired to go on. So a lot of my travel destinations are also chosen based off of what animals could be seen there. So,
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. What, what have been some of the most memorable experiences that you've had in the van so far?
1: Well, we do have one story. I recently decided I wanted to get into foraging our own food. <laughs> and so while we were out east, I was noticing all these apple trees on the side of the road. And I said, I'm going to pull over. I need you to run out and grab us some. I would love to eat those. <laughs> so she did. And they were delicious. They were some of the best apples. And I was like, next year we go by, we're getting more. We have to do this. <laughs> so I pulled off and I realized the butt of the van was still kind of on the road. So I pulled up a little bit further and just like like under our wheels the shoulder gave way our van was on a 45 degree angle in the ditch (laughs) all of the people driving by were stopping trying to help us with the van the closest neighbor came out they were offering us to sit on their couch and watch tv while we waited (laughs) uh, for the tow truck to come Mm -hmm. he even struggled for a long time he started to pull the van and it started to tip more and just everything flashed before my eyes. I was like, oh no, <laughs> the van's going to be totaled all because I wanted some apples. <laughs> so luckily he got it out and we did not tell any of them that it was for apples. I said we were pulling over for directions, but that was very eye-opening to me that you cannot trust the shoulders of roads. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's funny. So what kind of areas have you found to be able to park overnight at?
2: We use uh, like apps like iOverlander a lot and just to find places since you don't know the area. Uh, but we've uh, we've parked at a lot of spots like beaches, um, lighthouses out east. There's a lot of those that we parked at. Yeah. Uh, we also utilize friends' driveways too when we
1: uh, we have a friend in the area. We hit them up and say, hey, can we park there? Yeah. yeah. And so I think because we were in such remote locations out east, there was a lot of forested areas and beaches that we can park at. So we haven't had to park in like a Walmart parking lot yet, but I'm assuming heading out west that day will come. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Good old Walmart. You got to do that every once in a while. Um, uh, Is your, you you didn't mention uh, a shower or a sort of a bathroom set up in your van. What do you do for those two things?
2: Yeah. So we have the composting toilet under one of our bench seats there. So we really like to have that. And then we just have our, uh, sink that swivels around to the outside so we can rinse off if we need to in a pinch but usually we've been utilizing camp showers and uh, showers at the beaches
1: yeah or like friends houses they've been very nice to let us shower (laughs) we were looking into getting one for a gym but with everything kind of closing on a whim, we thought maybe that's not the smartest option right now mm-hmm. until things seem to be staying open at a more stable rate. <laughs> but then that's going to be our plan is to get a sort of gym membership so that when we are in an area that we're not just using um, like national parks showers, mm-hmm. that that will be an option for us.
0: Yeah, it's good to have options for sure. And, and to be a little bit self-reliant like, you're, like you are with uh, with your shower Or i guess your tap setup and ability to shower with that um what are what are some of your personal beliefs that uh help you kind of feel better and and feel good in life when you're feeling low uh
2: when i was younger i'd uh whenever i was feeling down or anything i'd usually go hang out with our pets outside and they were always like a comfort to me Um, But also when I got older and I didn't really have animals around, definitely going outside in nature and just like taking a moment to like relax and breathe and kind of like ground yourself. That definitely helps. uh, You just like you just have this whole feeling that just kind of like melts away when you're outside, I find. Um, But also now we have our kittens, so they (laughs) also really help uh, whenever we're feeling stressed out. Well, for me. (laughs)
1: Yeah. And I uh, do sometimes deal with depressive episodes. So that is a struggle. I don't think I really have found one thing. So if anyone has any advice, feel free to share. But (laughs) yeah, definitely finding something to look forward to in the future. Because when I am feeling depressed, it's just apathy and like that there's no light at the end of the tunnel. So trying to find something to look forward to or to focus my time and uh energy on is very helpful and like karen said nature therapy i think is very underutilized by people and s- just spending a little bit of time out in nature i think would really benefit everyone because it benefits myself and most people that i talk to so yeah mm-hmm. the nature as well as trying to find something to focus my time and energy on that's my biggest help but i'm still struggling so
0: <laughs> yeah it makes sense Um, how do you find that it is like, how do you find that sort of the daily tasks of van life, um, sort of the extra little tasks that you need to do and, and maybe speak on like the fact that there's two of you living in a van, how do you kind of maneuver and, and make it work, uh, in such a small space?
2: (laughs) That was definitely a struggle to begin with because. I, when I wake up in the morning, am like a slow mover, just like gandering around where she's like up and she's like, got to get stuff done. Go, go, go. Yeah. <laughs> so I would always be in her way because it's such a small space and you're in the hallway. I'm slowly brushing my teeth and she's like, move over to the side so I can get all this stuff done, get it all cleaned up and ready to go. <laughs> While well, you just do your own thing and are out of my way. right? Yeah, because
1: <laughs> definitely I... The little things do add up and it feels like it's a very big time suck Mm -hmm. (laughs) of the day. And since at least for our our one trip that we went out on East in the van, it was a shorter one because we had to come back for a work reason. And I wanted to make the most out of it Mm -hmm. because you never really know what the future is going to hold. And so I really wanted to try to make the most of each day. So like she said, I was packing fast in the morning, trying to get those mundane things done faster so we would have more time to explore the Atlantic provinces. And yeah, she is a little bit (laughs) slower paced in the morning than I am. So, but I feel like we were able to work through that a bit in the morning of figuring out where to stand that you're kind of out of someone's way. Mm -hmm. But I think luckily our personalities mesh very well. So the emotional side of living in a small space with someone so close really wasn't a problem for us. It was more the physical space. (laughs) getting in the way (laughs) but but yeah the little things the time does add up of having to clean so often the sink is small so the dishes really need to be done as soon as they're dirty that's the bane of my existence is having to do the dishes every single night
2: right away (laughs) yeah (laughs) so they don't add up
1: finding a safe parking space where we feel comfortable that was definitely one i would have a couple options and because we are just two females on the road i like to have somebody know where we're sleeping every night so i would have to plan ahead and think if we're gonna have signal or not so i know kind of when i'll be messaging people and if we do end up at one spot if it was not going to feel somewhere that we feel safe that i've already told that person multiple backups Mm -hmm. so usually i'd be sending someone text saying this is the one location we'll check out if it's sketchy this is the second location if that doesn't work out this is the third (laughs) i expect to have signal by this time If I don't reach out to you by then, something's gone wrong. (laughs) So definitely there's been more precautions because we are two females, but I feel like we just handle those like before anything bad happens. So we have uh, bear spray with us in here. So that definitely helped us feel safer (laughs) and having backup plans of where we would sleep. And we also, for most part, we like to get somewhere before it's really dark to really scope out the area to know if we would feel safe, especially because we were so new to sleeping on the road.
0: Yeah, safety is uh, definitely a concern that you got to think about. So it's good you got that on your mind. Uh, it's a, you know, you're out on the road, you're sleeping in random places. Yeah, it's, it's definitely uh, smart to have that on your mind for sure. Um, I'm curious, uh, how do you support yourself financially uh, on the road?
2: Yeah. So we actually, we saved up uh, a bunch before we went on the first trip and then we came back and after then uh, we've been working now just to save up again, but we don't really have anything for how to make money on the road. So I'm definitely like interested in looking into how to do that or like something that I could do, but uh, currently right now we don't have anything. <laughs> yeah. So.
1: Since we were just going out for a month and a half first, We kind of were using that as our trial run to see if we really did love the van and if it was something we would foresee ourselves doing and if not look at what would be our options of selling the van or what we would do then so we did have like jobs and such to come back to Mm -hmm. so that we would then be able to save up more money so if this was something we loved we would be able to sustain ourselves for a while before we would have to start looking for money and jobs on the road but my mindset for a lot of things are that that's a future me problem. (laughs) So yeah, that's something that future me will stress out about. (laughs) But as for right now, in my mind, it's all going to work out.
0: (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Uh, I'm really curious to hear about, you know, you talked about some of the challenges of two people living in a van, but what was the, what was the challenge or, or the process for you to sort of minimize your life into being able to be in the van like getting rid of possessions and sort of downsizing into this small footprint that you now live in what was that process like
1: karen's a little bit more minimalist than i am but i was the main packer so while karen was still building our plumbing system that was our last thing i was already packing things for us and i think what really benefited us was that we had been staying with my parents while we were building it and so i have my old bedroom there that we're able to hold a lot of our things in. And while we went out east, cause it was more of like a little trial run for us, we were able to really see what we utilized and what was unnecessary. So we had that option to now ditch those things while we head out again mm-hmm. <laughs> for a longer trip. So that I think has really been a benefit for us taking mm-hmm. a little trial run, seeing what we actually use. And then now with the kittens, I guess that'll be a whole nother story because <laughs> they take up a lot of room. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, have you ever gotten the knock before?
2: We haven't actually gotten the knock. We have had one night. There was, I think, five, four to five other vehicles parked in the same area we were. And it was around three to four in the morning. And this car starts blaring at this, blaring his horn at the vehicle in front of us that was parked. Uh, and we're like, what the heck is happening? So we kind of like... Peeking out, and he has he's, and then he kind of started driving slowly towards us, and then he just stopped and blared his horn, and we're like, oh my gosh, we're like, do we get out? And we're like, no, no, we're not gonna get out. Like this is like kind of crazy, so we kind of just like we're peeking out the window, seeing like kind of what he was doing, and then after a while, he moved on to like the next and did it to everyone else. And we were looking to see if anyone else got out of their vehicles, but no one did. And then he just left and we're like, what the heck was that? <laughs> <laughs> I think I was a little shaken up like for the that rest of that night. I was like, oh my gosh, I cannot fall asleep. Again.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the only other experience we had was on some crown land near Algonquin mm-hmm. Park. We were coming up to park and it was at that point already dark. A vehicle started coming up the hill extremely fast with their high beams on his engine yeah we got very nervous we rolled down our window it was an officer and he was like what what are you two ladies doing here and i said we're just looking for some crown land (laughs) and he was like well you're on it (laughs) and he's like what are you doing here and i said we're just trying to sleep, please. And he was like, oh, I thought you guys were illegal hunters. And they we're like, no, we are just trying to sleep here. He's like, okay, yeah, you can sleep here. Maybe just don't leave your vehicle, though, because there might be illegal hunters out in the forest. And we're like, okay, thank you for the heads up. Yeah. So it was very intimidating to start, and his mood definitely switched as soon as we were like, we are not here to hunt. We are just here to sleep, please. Yeah, but yeah those have been our only two experiences so far.
0: Well, yeah, wow. That's not too bad. At least uh, it, it sounds strange, both of the experiences, but at least they weren't too bad.
2: Yeah. That's
0: true. Where do you think you would be now if you hadn't gotten the van and hadn't planned these trips that you're going on?
2: I either would just be working like a mundane job and being really <laughs> bored
1: <laughs> or I might join whatever you're going to do. <laughs> I, don't know. Yeah. I think I, it definitely weighs on me more staying in one spot and it really was. So I think that that would have eaten away at me and perhaps found a way to get overseas on some sort of working visa or had moved to another province to spice things up a little bit, I guess. But as much as I love Ontario, yeah, just staying in one little area for so long, it was definitely affecting my mental health quite a bit in a very negative way
0: (laughs) interesting yeah so in what ways do you think that van life has helped you
1: um it's definitely well it was something to look forward to and something to put my mind to building it so i wasn't able really to just because otherwise i whenever i am feeling that way i am just laying in bed quite a lot not doing anything and so it was a reason to get pushed out of bed and to have other people say okay yeah you have stuff that you have to do today so it definitely helps mental health that way
2: and definitely gave you something to look forward to that we're actually gonna go travel
1: yeah and as soon as we got on the road something just clicked and I was like this is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing right now I can feel it this feels extremely authentic I feel more like myself I feel more confident Mm -hmm. I feel more secure in my decision making because that can be something that I sometimes struggle with is second guessing myself but definitely being in the van helped solidify that. I was like, oh, no, yes, these were right decisions.
2: And I guess how it helped me was uh, I usually people meet me and they're like, oh, she's like so like chill and relax, like go with the flow. But then people who actually know me know that if we make plans, I'm like <laughs> set to those plans. Like if, if that changes, I'm like I get grumpy. I get like I'm like, oh, like. Is everything's ruined <laughs> <laughs> like you don't want to really be around me uh and then but the van everything like is kind of always up in the air and um if like you can't really like control some things or like if something breaks down or just things aren't going how you want them to go so it kind of has to I have to realize that things are going to change and not always work how you want them to work so that's definitely helped me to like be more okay with not having to always stick to the plan and be okay with like things changing yeah you are a lot more
1: flexible now yeah
0: (laughs) that's cool that's good to hear yeah those are some positive changes for sure um what kind of advice do you have for anybody that's thinking about getting into van life
1: a lot (laughs) yeah (laughs) number one to be just do it even if you don't feel like you have any knowledge in it we don't we both have degrees in zoology we know nothing about building or electrical. (laughs) We know animals and we know nature. (laughs) Um, So even if you feel like you don't, you can still do it because there is such a plethora of resources out there. Mm -hmm. So one of the advice would be, don't feel afraid to reach out to other people. So if you see someone on social media doing it, We reached out to a couple people and the advice that they gave us was very beneficial, Mm -hmm. as well as check out the forums, not just YouTube videos, but forums are extremely helpful. Mm -hmm. We just put out our question and in comes a long list (laughs) of answers. We're like, wow, this was extremely easy. (laughs) So yeah, that would be one. And to get your insurance figured out beforehand, we were very adamant on doing that. So before we actually purchased the van, we had been contacting insurance companies, letting them know what we wanted to do. And would, be, would we be able to get insurance? And we did have a company tell us yes. They spoke to underwriting. We got told, yes, this is going to work. Mm-hmm. We then got the van, converted the van, <laughs> messaged them to say, yes, we would like to convert it over to the Class B uh uh, motorhome. yeah, yeah. motorhome yeah. insurance and they came back saying oh we don't do any sort of conversion at all uh, yeah so <laughs> they this was like messed us over there <laughs> yeah it was very much a scramble and a worry of then we will not have insurance and we just put so much time mm-hmm. and effort mm-hmm. into this van and it might be for nothing mm-hmm. but luckily we were able to then find insurance so we are insured as a motorhome now yeah. but yeah figuring out the insurance first so that you don't have that panic like we ended up having, that you just put so much time and money and effort and sweat and tears (laughs) into a build to have it not really be able to be a reality. Yeah, because I feel like a lot of people don't even, I didn't even think
2: that was going to be an issue at all. But uh, when you look online, you actually find that a lot of people, especially in Canada, uh, have been like struggling to find insurance for their vans. So that's definitely, yeah. Yeah, call, call a bunch of insurance companies, to see who will actually do it sort of thing. And I would also say record your uh, calls with them so yes. that if they say they'll do it and then they back out, you at least have that recording.
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would be some of them, yeah. <laughs> I guess that would be our advice for people yeah. starting out to do it, figure out the insurance and don't feel afraid to reach out to people because mm-hmm. the worst thing that can happen is that they just don't reply.
0: It's good advice, especially on the insurance. Uh, we came from BC. We're in Ontario now, so we had to transfer our insurance. And it, it's it been a nightmare trying to find insurance for our motor home. Like it's a 1988 and people are like, oh, it's too old. It's like in mint condition. But, you know, that's just all for them. It's, they, they can't actually look at it like subjectively, it's all just, Oh, does this even work within our system? So it's Ontario is very strange with their insurance and, and, uh, you see, it was extremely easy. So it really depends on where you are, but it's something to really consider for sure.
1: Yeah. And we did reach out to some people asking them what, like, did you have insurance as just a modified vehicle or as a motor home? And we did have one person, it was very funny say that they were considered a different type of motor home than us because they had a completely different vehicle but so they don't know the exacts, but just lie. And we were like, thank you for the advice. I don't think we'll be taking it, but. <laughs> yeah.
0: You mentioned a couple times sort of the, uh, the, the about the community of van life. And I would just love to hear sort of what's your take on the community of van life and, and uh, how important has that been for you?
2: I know mostly just from like online, they've been like really helpful in when we have questions and stuff. But when we've been traveling, Uh, Just because of COVID, we've kind of been keeping more to ourselves and whatever. Mm -hmm. But uh, so I haven't, but we did have that one night with the, yeah, yeah, you can tell about Yeah,
1: we do have like a couple people who we keep in contact with on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And that's definitely just seeing other people go through similar things is very helpful. Uh, And seeing, not that... It's like fun seeing other people's struggles with it as well, but that you're able to laugh about it. And when they were going through hard times, we were able to message and be like, yes, we understand the struggle as well that happened to us. And you'll laugh about it in the future because we are laughing about it now. (laughs) But yeah, in person, I think just because of COVID, everyone's social life has kind of been like demolished. (laughs) So it that aspect is maybe something that in the future will blossom we did have a couple experiences though on one of our first nights in the van we were parked at a beach and i had exited it was already kind of dark out to go to a bathroom and this lady poked her head out of her uh van she was like excuse me are you ladies sleeping here tonight and being like two females it was one of our first nights i did kind of think like do I want to tell them that we're sleeping here? Like, is this safe? But something in my gut was like, yeah, tell them. And I was like, yeah, we are. And she's like, we're having a bonfire. Come join us. And I was like, yeah, okay. And she was traveling actually with her two nieces who were similar age of us. And somehow me and this lady, I don't know how she knew to reach out to us to invite us, but me and her had so many similar life experiences that aren't really like stuff that most people understand. And we were just bonding by this campfire. It was, like, one of those nice friendships where there's definitely, like, an age gap, so it's kind of hard to keep in contact, especially when social media isn't really something that one of them does, so she doesn't have social media, really, but... It was such like a bonding experience and maybe one day on the road, I'll see her again. But yeah, we had so much in common. We had mm-hmm. so many deep chats <laughs> beside this bonfire and that was a really good experience for us.
2: Yeah, and I'm hoping that going out
1: West will actually be able to have
2: more experiences like that too and hopefully... Yeah, just because COVID, I think, hopefully it will calm down and <laughs> we'll feel more comfortable <laughs> with it around people. So I'm looking forward to that.
0: Yeah, that's so cool. That's that's one of the best things about van life, in my opinion, is sort of the spontaneous happenings like that uh, that happen with people. It's, it's so so cool and so much fun for sure
2: yeah and it's funny when you're driving on the road and you just see it you just know it's another van lifer so you just wave and they always wave
1: back (laughs) (laughs) and i luckily i am normally like a little bit more introverted but for some reason i don't have a problem just like meeting someone out of the blue and doing an activity with them and being like, perfect, I loved this very brief friendship that we had and these very deep conversations. Wish you all the best (laughs) in your life. I might never see you again.
0: So you've mentioned a little bit about your trip out west, but I'm curious to hear what's next for you.
1: Yeah, so we're hoping in the spring to head out west. A part of my bucket list is to have been to every province and territory. So we'll be trying to hit up As much as we can but definitely going at a slower pace this time because we're not on a time constraint to come back for work and it'll definitely be a lot slower now that we have two kittens (laughs) with us it'll be a lot slower paced with that Mm -hmm. um but yeah figuring out what it's like to be out west doing van life obviously it'll be quite different i feel than being in ontario especially in southern ontario it is there's like nowhere to park so it's not really feasible to do it down here so i think it'll be very interesting to see what it's like
2: out there and i'm also excited because i've actually never been out west you've seen some of it at least yeah i've only been out east before and then so i'm excited to check it out
0: it's gonna be a fun trip that's gonna be sweet for sure and where can people follow your adventures
2: we're at uh, planet to Rome uh, on instagram
1: we neither of us to begin with are really people who shared a lot on social media so this has also been an adventure for us of sharing our lives online and pushing ourselves to remember to take photos when we're out and then also to remember to post them so (laughs) that's been a whole adventure for us and a growth experience i guess it's been a lot of learning of social media i didn't even know how to do a story on instagram to be honest like i am not normally a big social media person so we are sharing and now we've made like a couple friends online through it so we are loving that experience but definitely new to it
0: uh well thanks so much for being on the podcast i really enjoyed talking with you both today
1: yeah, yeah. thank you so much for having us yeah this is fun. <laughs> i do tend to talk fast when i'm nervous so hopefully i wasn't talking too fast for it